I'm getting some feedback, so I don't know if everybody else will get the feedback. This is not the studio that Jasmine's used to. so. But I have everybody here. Um, Woozy's here playing in the back. We have a guest in the studio today. Um, welcome to Island Influence. It's your girl, Jay Renee. It's your boy, Woozy. Woozy in the background. Y'all know how he sound. Um, this was supposed to be our last podcast. But we're going to make the last one next week because... Woozy came up with a great idea to talk about um, a topic that I guess had kind of hit home for him, and he wanted to discuss it. And so when he told me the topic, I was on Facebook scrolling, and um, I was on Facebook scrolling, and I seen a video a black woman did on depression and the effects in the black community. So I reposted the video, and I mentioned that I would be doing it on my podcast as a topic. And one of my friends in the Salt Lake City area said she wanted to come on the podcast and talk about it. And, um, you know, we always like guests. So we're going to be talking about depression today. But I guess we should start how we always start. How was your week, Will? Um, this week felt like a six-day work week as compared to a four-day, even though we had a whole Monday off. You know, I, I have this theory, like, having one day off is not that great to me. It do feel longer to me. I don't know if other people feel that way, but I feel that way, so... That's how I be I feeling. Think it always depends on like the, your workflow, but I don't know. I was just really super tired, like yeah, from yesterday. That's because you, you got me. extracurricular activities you doing. You know, I'm out here hustling, man. That but... ain't got nothing to do with work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a form of work, another form of work, but nonetheless, it was just really busy. I didn't have you know all my team members weren't there, so we had to. It was like a man down, and it's kind of taking care of everyone else's work. But, you know, I'm just glad I made it through. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Yeah, that was the week. I was tired. It's a lot of sleep. I'm it's been a while. We both weekend. went on vacations last time we talked. Word. Oh, yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> last time we did the podcast. Preview, right? Yeah, uh, we both did uh, vacations and whatnot. You're not going to ask me how my week was. My week was marvelous. Well, you was you was stepping into vacation uh, talks. I was uh, like, I oh, well, I was trying no. to, you know, get the I feel like you in. wasn't coming for my week. Man, how, how was your week? Quick, when did you come back? I got back. You had like a whole, what, two or three day work week. I came back on um, Wednesday? Tuesday night. I got back Tuesday night. Um, but I didn't go to work Wednesday, so I was chilling. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, I need a buffer day. You know, you come back from Utah. You need. I just need a buffer day. But I, I this to is, do that. This is literally probably the best week I've had since I've been in the state of Utah. Because mm. I quit my job this week. I put in my two weeks this week. Um... So I've been extremely happy. Going on I was track. only there two days. I came back to work <laughs> on Thursday. And um, so I've just been happy. My week was great for two days and a quit. It was awesome. Um, so other than that, nothing crazy work is work, you know. Yeah. My dad is here with me. He's in the studio doing dad-like things, taking pictures. <laughs> um, my dad is here with me hanging out and stuff like that, being a part of the process. And now I had a great week. How was your week, Ashley? Let's get into your week. Oh, man. I feel like we didn't introduce her before we asked her how he was. Oh, did I not introduce you already? I said I had my friend Ashley in the Ashley's here. A good friend of mine that I met at a poetry event. You know, uh, a clutch, you know, a clutch friend of mine. You know, I don't have that many friends out here, but I did encounter a group of women who, um, every now and then I don't hang out that much, but every day hang out often. They always invite me though. Let's be clear. I always get invited. But I'm either never here. You always have a place to cook. Yeah, out. always. I'm never here, or I just never feel like going anywhere, and um, <laughs> which is the common thing. I but 
Yeah, yeah, he let me go. Hey, people stop asking me after a while. Um, but we have Ashley here in the building today with us. <laughs> um, talking to all our Ollie Influence people. How was your week, Ashley? My week was very busy, very fulfilling, and a lot of uh, naps were taken this week. That's so good. Naps are always good. good. Tell us where you're from. Um, she's black, by the way. We have to always make a disclaimer. We have to let people know that <laughs> our guests are black. She's black. Um, we have all kinds. We have white people on. So, yeah. where are you from? So, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia. Ooh. Falcons. Georgia. Damn. Uh, I know, right? Damn. 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 You thought I Damn. forgot about it. It still hurt. Um, uh, I, I felt that. It felt it like the election all over again. It was, was so again. good. So good. It was that bad. So good. It was that bad. It was a metaphor. Um, and I moved around a lot growing up, but I claim California. So I'm a California kid. What part of Cali? Uh, Ventura County. It mm. is a, yeah, it's a strawberry beach community right above Malibu, right under Santa Barbara. And I moved to Utah about three years ago for the graduate program at the University of Utah. Utes. Um, I just finished my master's in city planning. Oh, <laughs> is that what it's in? City planning? Yeah, we we'll clap for that. Yeah, we we'll clap for that. <laughs> master's. Get the master's. We always, you know, education is important. It is. Go for grad school. Play, ar- play around and do it. I mean, I got to travel a lot, which was amazing. Did you really? I did. I wasn't anticipating that. I thought, okay, I'm going to go into this grad program. It's two years. going to be all business. And it was all business, but because of, you know, the nature of research, I had to go to a lot of cities and study them, and one of which was Cuba. And wow. another one was Atlanta. People speak very highly of Cuba. <laughs> Cuba is, they speak very highly of Cuba. I was and the black for people. Was that free? For the black people it and everything. pre uh, discussions with Obama. So okay. I went in October 2014, okay. right after Beyonce came to visit. And then right after I left, Obama came to visit. So <laughs> did you like Cuba? I loved it. People speak very highly of Cuba. I love it. I loved it. Will always love it. My favorite city in the U.S. is New Orleans. Oh my God! I gotta get to. Gotta get to Nola. It's so much culture there. I think that might be probably the most culture. I really want to stamp them as the most culture for our community. Mm. Most culture place in the U.S. for us for the Black community. You can get lost with your ears. They're dancing. Yeah, like can get lost. Their food. Their languages, because they have different languages mm-hmm. there. Like, it's like, so Creole, much culture. French. Yeah, French. Is, All of it. I got to get there. I haven't been there, but it's on my list. I've been there eight times, and oh every God. time I go. Uzi's been there a couple times this year. I can never get enough. You or feel last like, year. You feel like you've never seen enough of it. I'm, I'm sad. I wanted to go there for Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally should have went for, um. Like, shout out, shout what's out. What's the NBA, NBA All-Star? Is that what that is? Yeah, I was. I was we f- totally should have went for that. should have went for that. I slept on that. That's like, okay. All my, all I got to do everything else. All my young LB are out there right now everybody i knew was out there I'm like because that was mardi gras so last week was yeah. uh all-star well, apparently mardi gras is like a whole month apparently but mm-hmm. kind of celebrated like the last like the big weekend or the big weekend when has mardi gras like, been a whole month huh i feel so bad asking that when has mardi gras is it always been a month yeah it's all like it's all fall february i feel so bad asking that because we had a white kid on like last week a white guy he was like we we're talking about black history month and he was like is that still a thing and i was like i was like whoa black history month still a thing not 28 days, but it's still a month. Still, mm-hmm. still ongoing, my guy. So <laughs> when I said it's Marcos, I thought about that. But no, that's crazy. I wish I could be there. That's cool that you did that, though. Yeah. I would love to travel if I had like a, tr- a job that allowed me to travel. Not a lot, but you know, mm-hmm. periodically, I would be cool with that. It's Once every three, four. Yeah, it's essential. Cause traveling a lot is kind of like it's therapeutic. It's tiresome though. And planes, flying, bags. <laughs> That's why you got to get the red eye. That's I'm team. Yes. I'm team red eye. I am too. Loki, I like red eye too. Like you just Ain't sleep the whole time. But the only place we can red eye out here is freaking New York. Mm. Not that many red eyes. New York is the only place Oakland. we red eye. I mean, Oakland. depending on depending on where you're going. <laughs> Love Oakland, by the way, though. Oakland, the Bay, might be one of my favorite places in the United States as well. If I was to ever West move, Coast. If I was to ever move back to California, it would be the Oakland. I love Oakland. Yeah. Oakland got the street shows, taco carts. Oh. Berkeley. Oh man. <laughs> love Oakland. Nah, but um was anything crazy happen this week? Anything politics happen this week, guys? Or music? I mean, Future dropped two albums. Where I just that's why I was kinda late. I was Download the second one? Because Uzi lives one. in 2005 where he's still downloading albums. No, I'm, I'm, I'm old-fashioned. It's um, really good, though. The second one is great. I didn't like the first one, one that good. much. I started growing. The, before I told y'all, I thought the first one was, like, subpar. 
But yeah, like, okay. after listening to it, like, I feel like when I listen to music in my car, it's I better. get a whole different vibe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I definitely oh, start to appreciate yeah. it more. I like, like, three songs off the first one, but the second one, perfect. Because yeah. it's R&B-ish. He, I didn't he listen talk, to anything. He turned it down for everybody. See, and that's what I, I like when people I like, R&B. I like when people like, go, I like when rappers rap. go R&B, period. Yeah. If they can, everybody can. They can. But I feel like that's a good gift to have. So, but no. Future dropped the album. Who else? My boy G Denna. Boy, get out the mic, <laughs> He's yeah, a classic man. The classic. I'm, I mean, I've been waiting for his album for the longest. Like, well, I was impressed for that album. Granted, I, I would tweet him like, "Yo, what, when's the album coming out?" Knowing <laughs> he's tweet. not gonna reply, but <laughs> I, I was like, "When is he coming out with this album?" So when I heard it came out. I still haven't gone through that. Dang, I should listen to that today. It's only twelve tracks, bro. I mix. I can't. I mix and match. Nah, you, you gotta. And for me, and for him, it, for it, me, it's more for you. You're biased. I'm super, hella super biased because I, you know, I have that Nigerian descent. Yeah. So you know, listening to the intros and it, I guess yeah, it's yeah, like that's, that's why you're playing his but... uncle. You know, it all it's like it, it touched me. You know, you rock with you, Jalen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hard. I, I rock with him that hard. I was more mad today. J Cole dropped tour tickets. I missed that. Pissed. Yeah, you are sleeping. Sleep. That daggone time change, man. Freaking a. I was like, yo, how did I miss that? Drop tickets at eight a. They should drop tickets like with everybody up. See, I thought because <laughs> they dropped them on the East Coast at eight a.m., which is six here. Yeah, I'm buying tickets at six a.m. Typically, I thought tickets would drop. When I've been buying tickets, like, they'll always drop at, like, 10 a.m. Eastern. That's what you should do, though. Like, we're, we're all woke, man. Drop it at noon or something. The whole world can just, we in there. Yeah. But I missed Buy that. tickets while you're at work. You know what I'm saying? That's I what mean, I was we, doing. We, I'm on we, there We at work 10 plus hours. Yeah, I was at work. Cool. Like, man, let me find these tickets. Now I got to do the resale. It's sold out everywhere that I wanted to go. Um, what else happening? Nothing in politics happened? Y'all know I mean, about Trump politics? Trump being Trump. I, I mean, mean it's more of the same. Notifications, you know, the... Guess what Trump? It's Black History Month. Nothing crazy happening. Uh, yes. yeah. I think, I think, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, in my humble opinion, I think that this year's Black History Month has been the most lit. No, last year was films and movies. Um, okay, I take it back. For films and movies, I, I give you that. Films and movies. Last year was lit though. Grammys this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. No, Grammys. Grammys was Oscars. Oscars, Oscars, Oscars this weekend. weekend. Grammys was last, last something like that. Days. I've been having a jolly old time going to see movies this month. I've been what have going you seen? like every week. You went to see um I've seen not, so I'm not your Negro. Yes, I've seen it twice already. I I've seen it twice already. <laughs> was it that new, y'all? Bruh. Yes. The receipts. I asked Bruh. my daddy did he want to go and my daddy was like, nah. They, yeah, did you but go to the free he had just got in though. So I he went was to, like, nah. but two. So this is funny. It's I about to, James Baldwin though, correct? Yes. Yeah. yes is it a history or is it like more so? What is it about? Commentary yeah, on commentary. the juxtaposition between the activism of Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr., and Medgar Evans, who I didn't Ever. know. Who Evers. is Medgar Evers? Medgar who, Evans. Who's that? He was Medgar an activist. Ever. Evers. Medgar Evers was a political activist and he uh, worked for the advancement of the NAACP. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so he believed a lot. So in his the, commentary, James Baldwin, first of all. A oof, great. First of all. A great. For I sure. I feel like Some I, of those quotes, I, man, just a great. Yeah, I've always I've always liked his readings. Um, my my partner very 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 much loves James Baldwin. I feel like after seeing this film, I, I understand him a lot more as a writer too. And um, but yeah, so I've seen I saw uh, I am not your Negro twice. And the funny thing is, the first time I saw it was through a screening with the Black Student Union from the University of Utah. So that because they had that, up. they have a Black Student Union. Yeah. We do. We when we first moved out here, we walked the campus looking for Black people. I didn't know they had a Black Student Union. Yeah, they we knew that, but we couldn't find it. No, yeah. remember when um, I went to? It was like a they had like a, a legacy dinner or something mm-hmm. like that at the U. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was. Uh, you ran into all the Black people then. Yeah, it was a wow. I met all twenty odd. Yeah. <laughs> of the Black people at the at the U. So. I definitely remember, you know, probably remember some of them now. If you tell me yeah. some of them names, I'll probably remember a few of them. Yeah. But, yeah, there's definitely the Black Student Union. They're definitely trying to grow that out. It's stronger now. I mean, I, I was just there, there for my two-year stint, you know, my grad program. But I feel like after I left, I was like, whoa, there's more Growing. of you. More of you. Look at you. What else did you Beautiful see? I'm not your Negro. What else so, is out? So I, hold on, wait, 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 wait. So I saw the first, the first go-around, I saw it with the BSU, right? And that was mainly POC dominated. We didn't take up the whole theater. But just about. But just about. And it was funny because 
we were just laughing. And even though it was a serious, lots of serious moments, we were just, mm, and, you know. Being, being black. Yeah, y'all were just, just being black, being which black is dope. And uh, laughing at some of the stuff that, uh, you know, white commentators had to say from the times and, you know, saying preach and clapping and all that. And then the second time I saw it was because our local mayor, uh, Jackie Biskupski, um, she. That's how you say her last name? Yeah, Biskupski, Biskupski, Biskupski. Okay, we're going to go Biskupski. So Miss Jackie Biskupski took it upon herself to uh, rent out the Broadway cinema last week. And she, she paid for that out of pocket? She paid for that. And she had 200 seats available for anyone from the public to come and watch I Am Not Your Negro. That's why people she love her. It. She really loved around here. Mm. She's I will say that. She did it twice because she did it this weekend. She did it, uh, She must have did it this week too, mm-hmm. Wednesday. That's she's, what a, I she's a very progressive mayor. What else did you go see? Um, I went to go see Moonlight. Oh, yeah, we seen Moonlight. Saw Fences. Uh, I had seen Fences already. Saw Hidden Figures. Yeah, we seen that already too. And... I think that's about it, honestly. I think that's oh, it, too. I saw, I saw Fifty Shades of Grey, the new one. I saw mm. that one. Because you nasty. That I can't. That was, it was low-key subpar compared to the first one, okay. in my opinion. I appreciate that, Warner. But, Are y'all going to go see Go Get Out? Because I think it's racist. Yes, I'm going to go that's, see that, Get Out. No, no, yeah, it comes out. Today. It comes out. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday, right? No. Yep, $5 movie Tuesday. Tuesday. We'll be there. Yeah, Tuesday. Who's going any other day? You can't wait. You be pressed. Sunday is, is cheaper, too. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, is it $6 on Sunday? Like six but Sunday, seven. we have Sunday dinner, so. We black on Sundays. We no. go to church, we eat food, we Take sit around, we watch football, we chill. <laughs> yeah. We get ready we get ready for work, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tuesday, we're going to go see Get Out. I think, because I didn't want to go see Fifty Shades of Grey with him, so. Yeah, I was like, awkward. yeah, kind of awkward. So I was like, <laughs> we'll just go see Get Out, because I didn't want to see Get Out. I think it's quite racist. But um, I went to see The Purge, and I thought The Purge was racist. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, Black History Month, racism. Why not? <laughs> you know, so that happens. But um, tell us why you want to talk about. Woozy texted me, and was like, "I got a topic," which is I want to be very clear. It's very rare for him to have topics. He never picks a topic. Uh, actually, last week was his first time. Last podcast was his first time picking a topic, and he's like, "I want to talk about depression," and I was like, "Perfect." Like. Let's talk about depression. Like, I got a lot to say about depression. It's a pretty big deal in our community. It's not recognized enough. It's not spoken. Like, we don't talk about it enough. So, tell us how that came about, about why we're talking about depression. So. Because that was random. For me, I think it was, you know, with a lot of our friends leaving the firm or leaving Salt Lake City. Shout out to them. Shout out to um, me. Shout Turn out. Up. Shout out. Oh, shout out. Uber yeah. TV. Shout out to everybody who left within the last month. <laughs> Word. We had hella folks like Yeah, yeah, we did. Gone. But I think for me, when I was thinking about depression, I didn't think of it in, you know, the most, the like the most dramatic way, but I kind of placed it against, you know, my idea or, you know, like, like I always said, I, I came out here with a three to five year plan. And sometimes when I feel like, you know, folks are all even around me, it's like, dang, I don't know. One, I, I didn't know how everyone else's, I didn't, I didn't know everyone else's plan when they came out here, but I knew mine. So I felt like, you know, damn, am I doing the right thing? Am I, you know, am I on the right track? So I just felt like I had to, because I think it was a, the very, when you had went, I think you was at ATL, and we didn't have a podcast last week, and I needed just somewhere to, you know, get, you need get, a, get a outlet. So I just like wrote on Twitter, you know, just kind of ex, kind of explain my five-year plan real Twitter quick Twitter could be an outlet, man. I vent on Twitter all the time. Yeah, I mean, I try to kind of keep it a joke majority of the time on Twitter, but for that one, I just needed someone to kind of just some somewhere to kind of just put it out there. So, you know, for me, it was like, naturally, I'm a homebody. And for me, it takes a lot for me to kind of get, quote unquote, depressed. And I guess my sense of the like when I feel depressed or sad is probably only because I may think that my five-year plan isn't what I really want to do, or maybe I start to question it coming out here. And for me, it was just, I needed to, I needed to say, you know what, put it out there, put it out on paper in a sense, you know, even though I tweeted it, 
just put it out there just to kind of reinforce, you know, what I'm doing out here. So, you know, I wanted to really just see how depression affects, you know, most people or, you know, how you, if you've had depression, because I know, you know, when, I know we've talked, you probably mentioned it on the before on the podcast or one slightly, you know, you said you was depressed out here and, you know, for me, I, I couldn't tell. I didn't know, you know, because you didn't, you didn't say anything like that. But I just figured, oh, she's probably just tired. You know, and then I had. Um, <laughs> you always felt that way, though? I mean, because now that, that makes me have a question. Like, you never felt like I was depressed out here? I, I probably, like, I didn't think, I don't want to say depression because when I think of depression, I think of something like, I think of the extreme. That's another know? thing I want to talk about. It's levels to depression. Yeah, and I feel that, like we don't know the levels. And that's the thing. I feel like, you So know, because I wasn't, like, suicidal, you thought I was okay? Not suicidal. I, didn't think <laughs> you, I definitely knew you were you weren't okay because you always complained about you ready to, to leave. Right. But so you knew something was up, but you yeah. didn't know it was like depression. Yeah, I just I didn't know like the layers, how layered depression can be with with that seen everyone. Right. So you know, and then um, I spoke about it a little bit as well when I was on my trip in Puerto Rico. You know, and some of the some of the actions I was doing maybe like the last year to, like the last month uh in this like the last few months in of 2016 you know i was like i was kind of drinking a lot you know just just casually drinking it not at being yourself myself. yeah you know i was like I, I typically don't drink you know unless i'm going out but social settings. That I was, yeah so we don't have all the social, social settings here though so we find ourselves doing stuff alone and at home yeah so when i realized like hmm i guess i was sort of depressed when i was really just drinking with, with whatever i ate at, like at night you know, all of December or whatever the case may be. So it was like, okay, depression isn't, you know, always someone that's just super suicidal, like someone that's suicidal right. or, you know, someone that just doesn't keep themselves well put together or anything like that. There's def many different layers. And it is. you definitely feel it can affect everyone differently. So that was kind of so, like me. So you find yourself feeling like you might have been depressed some of the later months in 2016. Yeah, and not realizing it until, like, putting it out there and when i kind did of somebody say it to you somebody else was like mm, that's depression no 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 one said it to me it kind of clicked when uh you know i was talking to another friend of mine and she was saying how she was depressed because you know she'll be especially when we uh had i guess when we had graduated and you know she because she, she didn't feel like because she didn't have a job you know right out the back coming out of school uh, she she was just kind of you know, yeah she, that'll do her, it the way she the way she <laughs> gotta do it yeah the way she acted out you know she said she was you know going Coping. out a lot more man you know, how we being out there and everything like that so when she said that it made sense it started it, that's when it clicked for me like oh i might have been ex feeling some form or some level of depression myself while being out here in Salt lake but you know i tried to always mask it you know saying you know i have my i have my five-year plan i have my five-year plan I don't, I don't have to worry about pushing anything. yourself essentially yeah just pushing myself kind of just burying it and you know that's why and i think that was another reason why i said one of my goals was you know kind of talking to my parents and my fam uh, and my brothers more you know because i felt like i wasn't i wasn't talking to them or communicating to them as much as i should have been so just Making sure I'm not bottling things up. That's kind, of, and I feel like that's what kind of leads I feel like to depression as well. Some that more. does, but I also feel like in the community of men and mas like being masculine, men bottle stuff up a lot more than women do, and I think yeah. that's a man thing. As well, I mean, some women do it too. I ain't saying it's all men, but I think men do it a lot more because they don't want to express themselves, or they don't want to feel weak, or they want you know. Yeah. But I, I want to say, right, and yeah, it's not acceptable at all. But I guess, I guess I want to say I've. I knew I was depressed. I was my, I was calling it mildly depressed mm. because it wasn't like you said I wasn't suicidal, but it was like I was sad every day. Yeah. So being sad every day to me was like something cuz basically sad every day just adds up to being miserable, right? Yeah. And I realized I was mildly depressed and I was unhappy and it wasn't a lot of things that can make me happy out here and I realized that I didn't like little things like I like I said they would invite me to hang out with them all the time because they they don't like it here either but they make it work and I had no motivation to ever go out I'm a homebody too but I also never had any motivation to go out I traveled a lot to get out of here to find happiness which was a sign you know I was coping like you said you were drinking a lot I found myself and I don't like alcohol but I found myself drinking and um, coping in other ways and like then I started noticing the pattern amongst other people like you and like some of our other friends who are here from the East Coast 
in their coping ways and like I really was like okay like I just told my friend the other day I was like you know we're all the same that things I would say like sad things I would say and I started hearing it in other people and I was like yeah we're pretty yeah. depressed I was like I think we're mildly depressed and um I found a better word for it when I went to the doctor's office because they diagnosed me it's situational depression mm-hmm. which is fitting because I was like yeah if I get out of this situation <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I won't be depressed, you know what I mean? And um, but like that was a lot, of, a lot of folks that like that have left so far and are so much happier. Yeah, and I never, I've never hated a location, but I've never lived in a location. Um, and this is different. And, and being the minority, right? Being minority, being out here, the culture is different out here. I'm used to Walmart staying open 24 hours. It's just little things. I'm used to food places, and so, um. I'm used to seeing black people and I never knew that was going to be a thing that mattered to me. But like, I'm used to seeing black people and that took kind of a toll on me. Um, and, and just overall, like, and people not understanding depression. I think I cried when I first came out here. I told people I wasn't doing well. I wasn't healthy. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling well and nobody hurt me. Like even you, I, I feel like you and even Uber T were kind of like, y'all were so in, we're out, we're here, we're grown mode. I was like super sad. And then it finally, like, caught up to everybody. Then then Uber T kind of caught on. And then, like, you know, we just had sad moments and sad times of that. And nobody, my parents didn't really hear me. I would be like, I'm, you know, I'm not feeling well. I'm not I'm not healthy out here. I got to get out of here. And people would push me. Almost like you push yourself. People would be like, nah, do your time, you know. Yeah. Um, the pressure of people pushing you to do your time. And I was like, man, my health comes first. Like, I'm really not doing well out here. I'm coping in ways that I don't normally cope with. And um, like I said, <laughs> This is the happiest I've been since I've been. I, I ain't been this happy in a minute. All yeah. from quitting a job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you would think I have like hella money lined up somewhere for me. I don't. But I'm so happy to like be getting out of here. And it's it's sad. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah. And but it was it is mal is depression. So have you um actually what what is your take on depression? Have you been depressed? Have you ever been um super depressed? I've been super depressed. Where like suicidal depressed too. Yeah. So. So my take on depression is, yes, I've experienced it. Yes, I understand what situational depression is. Um, And it looks different for everyone, you know. I tend to experience depression after I get anxiety, which is usually the first stage. Um, So I have anxiety. And that's why I have, we have our other guest here, uh, my dog, Vita. Yeah, we had doggy in the room. (laughs) Yeah, doggy in the room. She's my emotional support animal. Does that really work too, by the way? Because I feel like black people don't believe that works. Does that really work for you? Well, black people don't believe a lot of Yeah, we don't believe nothing works, right? When it comes to mental health. True, Um, true. Very true. That's something that we need to work on in our community as a whole. Because we have a lot to deal with on a regular basis that we don't always process. And church can't always take care of all of it. And community can't always take care and of I, all of it. that's our biggest thing, right? We pray everything away. Mm-hmm. Or, or so we think. the other cheek. Or you keep going because that's keep what pushing. you do. Yeah, that's all we know to do. That's keep, all we know to do. Keep going and keep pushing. And situational depression, you know, it's great when it can just be a situation. But that situation, if it continues to be your everyday life, will be depression. Um, one thing that I think is really interesting and great that I've been seeing a lot these past three years is um, talking about mental health in general in the in you know, the mainstream community with a term called self-care. I feel like I've heard and seen that term pop up a lot more. Within On social community. media or just in general? Just in general, self-care. People understand what self-care is. And not from a selfish perspective, but from the perspective that you need to make time to take care of yourself. You need to. Everyone needs to. Should be priority. I think we don't prioritize it enough. We don't. And we don't in this society. Because why do you think we don't do that? Like, why do we grow up and mental illness is not something that in the black community we talk about? It's not something that yeah. we process and we don't understand and we don't work to make better. Like, actively work better and talk Yeah. About like, why do you think? Do you think it's because the baby boomers... I think there's three things are that so play traditional. Here, they just right? won't get over it. And I think I think there's a few things that play in the black community. One is that terms, that term. What happens in this house stays in this house. Mm, I wasn't prepared for you to go there. Right? That was cool. We, we all we did grow up like that. Yeah, we know that term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that right? wasn't that more so like a mind like what we do as a family is mind your business. We don't tell our business kind of thing. Uh huh. But if you're having a problem with your family, who are you supposed to go and talk to? 
You're not going to talk about about it with the problematic people in your family who are inflicting right, the pain. Right, and and that saying was kind of like, don't go to school and talk about it either. Exactly. With them teachers, don't talk about it. With, you know what I mean? We didn't have space to do that. So that's one thing. Right? Okay. And then another thing is I recently rewatched this movie that I love a lot called Antoine Fisher with Denzel Washington. I just, I've never watched that growing up. I just finished that a while ago. It's a good That's a good one. We should watch that. It, I just finished one. that. When I was a kid, it scared me. Yeah. And I had to rewatch it. It's a good movie. But in the movie, Denzel Washington's character mentioned this book called The Slave Community. And what it does, it's a real book. <laughs> I forget who it was written by, but it pretty much explains how within our community since coming to this soil we haven't had time to deal with trauma and we've been um generational stuff um expressing the same trauma that was put on us Mm. not from our own culture but Mm. from oppressive you know white culture and transferring (laughs) it and transferring it onto each other once we've been for generations right because i mean what are you supposed to do yeah that how do we deal with that there was no way to cope then right we were just let free you know, like we weren't given any type of counseling or support or anything. We were just let free. So all that misogyny and violence and everything like that are, are still at Man, play. Man, that just makes me think, how did we cope? How did we deal with, how did slaves deal with, did they get depressed? Well, we had How'd Sunday. They deal? We had Sunday. The one day, the day that, that we, we were allowed to, yeah. to be ourselves, quote unquote, and participate in music and love yeah. on each other and eat whatever And encourage each other. And, yeah. And yeah. rely on the Bible. To yeah. Get us at that time. It. Absolutely. And so we have that a lot. And the third thing I think is at play is just American society in general. We work 40-hour work weeks. Um, most The average American drives three hours a day to get to and from work, so that only leaves you about three hours at home with your family. So in that three hours at home with your we family, just you making food, you making sure the kids got their homework ready, you getting in the bath. When is there time to say, how was your day? How are you feeling? How did someone That's a big say thing for me. hurt you, you know? Do you question like since you're in a relationship? Do you do that in a, in your relationship? I do. I would like to do it more. Um, I'm someone who is so very not a pillow talk kind of thing. At the end of the night, we pillow talk. I, I I realize what my love language is, right? And mine is verbal. That's key. Ver, mine is verbal, verbal affirmations and quality time. So those are two really hard. And when things. you get your quality time, you like to talk. Yes, exactly. I'm it's the same my way. Favorite thing. I'm the same way. And I, I think a lot of times we need to learn how, and you can't do that. You can't do self-care properly if you don't understand what your love um, language love is. Absolutely. Also. I agree. So Especially in re- relationships with anybody. Yes. Same sex, opposite sex, so friends. Top, top three things with depression in the black community. What happens in this house stays in this house. American society in general. And, um, you know, transcribed, passed down trauma. And, you know, speaking of that, I being out here, I started learning <laughs> my triggers. Um, and that was key to me. I had to learn things that triggered me where I knew I was going. Like, I was already sad. And I knew if something, like, if I did something or I seen something that triggered me, I knew I was going down a little bit more. And it was going to put me in a place. And it's, it's so funny because October, which I say on the podcast, I was fasting in October, which means I was off social media. And I was reading more. Obviously, we, we spend way too much time on social media as a society. <laughs> but um, during that time, I realized social media was a trigger for me because I would look at my friend's Snapchat, just kind of like today, just for the record. Looking at my friend's Snapchat today, it's sunny on the East Coast. It's 70 degrees. It's 80 degrees. That's a trigger. I'm over here. Then I get sad. I'm like, oh, my God, because it's snowing over here. So I'm like, it's snowing. They over there in the sun with their top down. They going out. They going skating. They going to the movies. They going to this party. And I'm over here. What am I doing on a Friday night? Nothing. And so that was a trigger. Um, I just really started learning things that would trigger me and make me more sad and um, make me think about stuff. And, like, I even got to the point where I stopped talking to my family on weekends. You know, that was, like, my time to FaceTime them, like you said, Woo. And I, mm. my mother, I had to tell my mom, like, I just, it makes me sad to see you all sitting at the table eating together. And I'm just, you know, I'm over here. So I cut back on talking to them. Like, I was cutting back on triggers from any and everybody. Like, I'm sad. I don't want to talk to you. Let me be by myself quiet. I'm not sure that's healthy, but that's what I was doing to help me. I was trying to do anything that helped me that was kind of positive, kind of not positive. Mm. But learning your triggers and knowing what, what triggers you to get to that level of anxiety or depression or anything. Like, did you learn any of your, like, triggers, Woo? I don't know. I guess for me, I'm probably still learning that. Um, I think, I guess I can say one trigger 
would be like the lack it could be probably lack of affirmation of having somebody to say stuff to you yeah that and, was for me, and for me personally it's probably having affirmations getting or receiving affirmations of what i'm doing out here is going to pay off in the in long the run. run you know so when i hear you know folk like you uber t or when i see whenever i see you know any of our friends like leave it's kind of like it i don't know what it i don't know how to say it you question like, yourself. You doubt. Yeah, you doubt questions, will it, yeah, will questions it, will like it pay my, off? my plan. Questions like, will this play off? So it's like because of because I'm seeing that, I know I'm not gonna get those verbal affirmations. Like, oh, don't worry, you know, just put in the work now, you'll be fine. Um, and then and then it's I always have and, and then I always have you know my mom. My mom, most majority of the time, you know, she always asks me like, oh, so when are you coming back home? When are you coming back home? And, you know, but I'm I'm like I'm telling her I had this five year plan, so it's kind of like. Those two things are always battling each other, so it feels like, well, you're clearly you want me to come home, but you're not looking at from what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Where I'm trying to, you know, figure this out within almost five like guilt tripping you. It's like it's like yeah. a guilt trip. Yeah, I'm so, used to those. Those suck. And then, I, like you said, social. I guess social media is one as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, because like I would like on a Saturday morning, and you know, I me, mean, I'm always I wake up early regardless, so I'll be up, you know, from seven a.m. Um, and just watching Snapchat. Seeing everybody, you know, going out from the night. Like they're having a good or, life, right? Yeah. And I'm like, we just over here, like, crazy. It's crazy. It's just, yeah, and we just over here, dead in snow, just like, man, what yeah, is happening? Even, even, when, even when it was warm here, it was like, the, you, you have folks, you know, going out to beaches or yeah. whatever the case was. And it's like, damn, I don't even have that. I don't even have that option out here. Yeah, so, that too, that's a trigger. Not so, having options yes. to go to concerts. A lot of my regrets around not going to concerts all, like, revolve around me being in Utah. Like, dang. Gotta buy a ticket. Gotta buy a hotel somewhere sure. like in LA. Gotta buy a flight. Gotta, gotta buy a ticket, flight. Gotta, gotta get food. Vacation again. days. I'm like, oh my god, if I was just gotta hope on you the ha- East Coast. Gotta hope you can take vacation days. Right. The concert on Wednesday, so now I'm screwed on my vacation days. Gotta take a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, like yeah. people just go into the concert and then they go home. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, I gotta do all of this to go to a concert. Yeah. Just little triggers, and I, I mean, it sucks though. You know, in a sense, because like, I don't know, it, it's hard to fight it. Like you said, in, in our community. I think I really want to say the baby boomers and the people ball before them, they just don't really know how to deal with it. And they don't. I think millennials have just started tapping into dealing with depression and things like that. I see a lot about it online. Yeah, um, I, I definitely know, like, my parents, they were in Nigerian you know, background. How do they feel about it? I, I guess depression wise, you know, my mom, she would, you know, try to always talk to us or she would want us to talk to her, you know, if we're ever feeling anything, you know, especially while we were in high school growing up. Because for her, like, if she would read something in the news about you know athletes or some kids getting molested on a basketball uh, on a, oh, on a she team. got questions like mama Especially should because because I, and <laughs> like, I, you know in high questions. school i was on yeah yeah like how your coach doing i'm coming down just show up on, on the track field one day and see how your coach yeah because you know be, right. <laughs> doing sports from high school to college you know my mom whenever she would see something on sports center about uh, some type of allegation, rape charge, you know, you got, she'd be like, you know, make sure you're not doing all that. Make sure you're not doing this. So, you know, she would always want us to, you know, kind of talk to her. And she she was probably more of the advocate of, like, talking it out. Did you know, y'all talk to her? Is it harder for guys to talk to their moms? Did, did y'all talk I don't to her? Think, mm, or did you talk to your dad? For me, I think now it's, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm talking to my dad more about it, especially, like, with relationships and you know more insight from dad on yeah just get just get yeah, just get more insight from him because I, I realized that one he, he came out here four years before my mom even left nigeria so you know i always i, I kind of want to tap into that to that long distance into that long distance like how he did it you know what was how did he you know face temptations Child. and things like that so Listen. and i think that's something i I can only get from my dad because and I so I got most of it you know from my mom you know because she was always there. To I think talk it's about so it. funny you said that because you you know what my parents did the same thing and I was thinking the other day like dang I never asked them how did they do long distance we did it for a whole year and I was thinking to myself like man I wonder how they did that and so like I was thinking like man I should ask <laughs> you know yeah. and um, it's good that y'all do that though but like you were saying you don't come home and you don't get like that's a trigger for me too coming home to nobody or nothing. Mm. It's kind of a trigger. Like I, I'm a talker too, so I like to come home and like, and I'm used to my dad and my mom who've been married for like 30 years. That's what they do. I'm used to coming home and then being like, "How was your day? What'd you do?" We, we as a family, as a unit, as four of us, we talk. 
So for me to come home and not have that, that triggers me too. Sometimes I'm like, dang, I'm tired of these walls. I know they're tired of me talking to them. Like, yeah. so just those triggers. I guess now I should say, like, how do we, how do we not fix mental illness or depression? But how do, because my doctor offered me antidepressants or whatever, and I was like, I don't know what those mm, are, but I'm nah. good. I was like, I'll pass. Like, taking pills. One thing I want, I kind of went, you, you touched on it, is I guess, I don't know, I'm pretty sure it's kind of, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a woman, but what are some, I guess, self-care tips that you guys, like, have practiced that, you know, you could show on your brother since I'm going to be out here. Positive, fine, positive stress relievers. Find, like and when you're coping bad I was like find positive things to do that relieve stress and those for me sadly those for me are not here mm-hmm. and that kind of stressed me out too <laughs> like I like to play basketball I'll go play on pool like the shooting pool that's mm-hmm. a stress reliever for me music is a stress reliever for me hanging out with family and friends you know taking your mind off whatever you're stressed off about um those things I didn't find here so I just was stressed and depressed yeah i think I, th- I definitely think for me going to the gym and playing basketball gym is a stress reliever for me playing definitely playing basketball you know whenever i can kind of get the guys together like yo let's go play on saturday morning or whatever let's just throw some hoops up for like an hour or two that definitely helps me just so you know why not gonna you know because you know ball is life but just having just being having that camaraderie around you know with guys and everything yeah like, like barbershop that. talk and stuff like that then you don't even get to do that do you you know and especially now with the bar- now with, now with the barber that I got. Here. I'm over here like, damn, you can't even go in a black barbershop and get all your little venting out. That's that's tough. What are some of your ways? Like, what are some of your tips that you do to deal with anxiety and depression? Like some self care. So for me, uh, I'm a talker, right? You get so, to talking to random people, huh? You I, just. <laughs> uh, for me, it's making time with girlfriends okay. to talk. That's and key, ladies. About anything yeah and recently like over the winter break i got into a a little bout with it because i was isolating myself and i realized wait a second anxiety i feel is a a bit more manageable but when you get into depression it gets really really hard and i realized it was because i was isolating myself and doing something that makes me unhappy which is being silent not talking to my friends um, I have another friend who her self-care is she's a very social, outgoing person, but she has Aww. to recharge her batteries. Extra, like she's extroverted. Yeah. So she, she gets energy off other people. But she has to recharge her batteries. So for her, it's a three-hour bath once a week. We all know she's going to go and take a bath, leave her alone. She'll be in there for three hours, leave her alone. That's healthy. Um, yeah, that three hours got me. <laughs> my partner likes staying up late at night and reading articles and writing. You know? That's healthy, too. Reading um, is always great. It is good. Another thing for me is music. Yeah, music like is helpful for me. Cl- cleaning and music together. Black people stuff. That's things mm-hmm. black people do. Mm-hmm. Turn on some Mahalia Jackson. Look, I'm all into sin. That's like, to me, it's kind of like I like sensual stuff, so I'll like candles and stay up late mm-hmm. and like either write mm-hmm. or listen to music. And that's helpful for me, too. Mm-hmm. I find it to be helpful out here. It's like writing poetry, writing my feelings. Yeah. And I find writing, you know, I don't know. I know people don't like writing typing whatever whatever works for you put it in your phone but like think about i enjoy because i can go back to it another thing about the podcast we can go back and listen to these feelings that we have we can go back and listen to our new year's resolutions and be like did we do this did we like so you didn't didn't do that resolution you know what i mean like so when i write stuff down i kept a journal at work and i cannot wait when i'm like 80 and i go back and i have my first job and in that journal being here i have like when um alton sterling got killed Mm-hmm. I wrote down every hour how I felt in that office full of white people. Mm. And I think to myself, when I get older and I go back and read this, I'll be able to like put myself back there and share it with my grandkids and my kids. Like, this is how I felt when, you know, Trayvon died. This is how I felt when. And so, like, writing that stuff is good for me. I keep everything in that journal. And so I think writing is therapeutic, too. I know guys are not into writing. It seems girly, but I know some dudes who have diaries. Yeah, some dudes who journals. As they journals. Like they like to call them journals. I'm diaries, journal. Journals are good. Elementary, maybe. See, why you got downplay? You had it when you was a kid? That's what you're going to do? Would you write now? Do you read? That's one thing. I think well, after watching I'm Not Your Negro, I think I definitely want to read more. Yeah, do that one book a month like I did. Or more writings or pieces, like from folks like uh james baldwin and then actually yes. admit to reading you know some of the some of the sports um figures that i i listen to and, you yeah know, autobiographies and, and stuff like that they write books yeah you know, they have, like, stories, and i just want to i feel like 
for me, just having that athletic, that athlete connection, I feel like I can have, you know, I can connect even more when I do read the read those books. Mm-hmm. Just you know, I'm cheap, so you know, I can go to the library. Just go to the library. And I must say, it's a beautiful library here. It's a beautiful library here, too. It's the most beautiful library I've ever seen in my life. I've been doing that. Hang out in there. I've been on a poetry kick lately, and I actually have a a little thing here by um, someone called Jidu Krishnamurti. And it says. Totally probably jacked that up. Totally did. I'm sorry, Jidu. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But he says, it is no measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. So speaking to. Right. So speaking to self care, right? Right. We want to say. Uh, make sure you participate in self-care that is healthy, right? When that might not be completely healthy, because staying up super late at night is not particularly healthy for So you. they say. You know, smoking a couple of blunts is not particularly healthy I found that to be healthy. Okay. Yeah. Having about three glasses of wine. Oprah said, bed. that's healthy. Red, <laughs> good for the heart. She I said it's good for the heart. I still have my, like, white wine from, like, my off my team Christmas <laughs> dinner. Like, I just Listen. take a, I take a, I take a hit of Squig like, every I now and then. Listen. No. White wine, though, white wine. Yeah. <laughs> You know, sitting sitting at your house and, and, and twerking at 3 a.m. maybe not particularly be a respectability standard, but if it makes you feel good. Girl, dance it out. Twerk it out. You should do it. Ain't nothing wrong with Ain't nothing wrong with twerking. As my boy Jadena, if you listen to Trampoline. <laughs> twerk. Back. Twerk. Twerk. That's a good yeah. song on there, too, by the way. I love that song. Yeah. The lady ain't a tramp. Yeah, it's work. Because she's bouncing down like a trampoline. Yeah. That, like, that song, I just went back to, you know, all of the, like, all of my homegirls or all the women that I know at Howard that I, I partied with. You know, I, I had a few times at a party twerking, but I know that, you know, they were still getting it done in school, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Yeah, just having a good time. Yeah, Relieving no, stress, probably. Exactly. Go with no, depression, too. Self-care. Exactly. Self-care. A form of self-care. Turn up is still, you know. Still graduate, you know. So we that, can't never I, get through a it, podcast without mentioning Howard. Shout out to Howard, man. Hey, you. Golly, boy. <laughs> you know. Yeah, always. You know what? One thing I wanted to do, and I don't know, my daddy. My daddy is not in the studio. Yeah, he in the studio, but he ain't listening at all. He ain't paying attention. But this is what I want to do. I'm gonna get my dad. Hey, you're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> can you hop on the mic for me? I have a question for him. As y'all, my dad. Well, I have a podcast with my mom and my dad giving tips on marriage. Um, Go listen back on that. I don't yeah. know what, I don't I don't know what it's there somewhere. It was good. They gave us some tea. Okay. It's on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. But um, podcast my there. dad is a police officer and um, or was a police officer, He's a retired police officer. And so I wanted to ask him a question because we were just talking about this. Like he he looked all uh, he's like I, stuff. I don't know what she about to ask me. I should have been a doctor. Um, but as a police officer, have you ever been trained on working with mental illness or we have a lot of kids growing up now with, um, artistic kids, autistic kids. Have you ever been trained on how to deal with autism? Um, when you're pulling people over or not even just autism, but, um, what's the other one? People have tics. Yeah. Bipolar. Um, yeah. Have you as a police officer who was a police officer for 20 plus years, were you ever trained on anything like that on how to deal with those kind of situations? Well, not in the earlier, earlier years. However, because of, of a lot of the things that you guys are talking about now, there's a lot more training that is going on, uh, in respect to some of the things you just mentioned. Um, we've, and a lot of it's due to liability. Uh, you got, uh, Agencies that have been sued, individuals that have been sued uh, due to the same issues because it was because of some of the mental health issues that the officers had not had proper training um, and the way that they treated it. So because of that, which is where we get a lot of laws and cases from, uh, from incidents that have happened in the past, and a lot of training comes from some of those incidents. So even up till now, uh, there there's a lot of training. Well, not I won't say a lot of training, but there's some state requirements that we have to go through. So. Hmm. That's all I wanted to ask you as a police officer because I feel like some it's never our, enough though. It's never yeah. Enough. Some of our cases where we've had some people killed were some. I remember one guy out of his car, and I remember him. Like some people had 
certain different like different things going on and cops just didn't know what to do and i feel like maybe they weren't getting trained on it here you can have the mic do you guys remember the gentleman who didn't he he didn't have a mental disability he was working with somebody that had it yeah that's what i'm talking about i don't remember his name me neither which is sad it's sad that we can't even remember freaking names anymore no, he was a black man. Uh-huh. No, the, the person that had autism. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was like a caretaker for that person. Yes. And um, they end up killing him. And I think that's that was why that is why I asked the question because I thought about that and I was like, um, he had his hands up though, but he was I, lying on the ground with his hands up. But and where was the the guy with the autism was sitting there? Sitting down. Yeah, and he was trying to calm him down is what he was doing. Absolutely. And I think the cops just didn't know what was going on. They, you know, it was it was a lot. So and that that was another thing. Um, then the excuse was, I don't know why I shot you. <laughs> the usual. You know, also is a lot of the public is really not fair to police officers in respect of some of the incidents that have taken place when. You know, what we see on video, what we get to hear and see out here is totally different from what actually took place. That Now, of course, we know every case is different, different, and, and each one, you know, you have to an- analyze it by itself. But at the same time, because there are plenty of cases where the officers were right, but people don't look at it in the respect of what the officer has to go through in respect to... You know, I'll give you some examples. Recently, we've had incidents uh, back where I live at in Durham. where the Shout out to the Bull City. Where the officers had some shootings and, and individuals were killed. The news media turned around, and it's, this is not the first time, but the news media has turned around. And the particular news channel, they had one of their individuals go to one of the programs that we go through, which is a shoot, don't shoot program. And if many individuals were to go through that program, they would see from the officer's side of the shoot, don't shoot techniques where you're involved with the shooting and you don't have the time to go through all of those individual things that we get to look at after the incident. And if some of the public were to really get an opportunity to do that, they would see that it's not that simple. I believe that. And speaking of that, I, it's great that you said that. I hope I don't know if everybody in the rooms know, but there's a show coming on Fox called Shots Fired with Sanaya Lathan and uh, Mac Wilds. And Mac Wilds did a um, he's a rapper, but he did a he's in the show. He plays the cop. They're reversing it. He's a black cop. He shoots a white kid in the show and they're playing it out that way. And he did an interview on The Breakfast Club saying that. After he went through trainings and he had to work with cops to train for that role, Mm -hmm. he now has a different respect for police officers in doing what they have to do. Because when he played that scene out, he said it was difficult. They had to shut step down and, you know, he was in his trailer crying. Uh, I think it was the same day that Alton Sterling was killed or something like that. And he was saying how difficult it was, but how he now understands he has a different perspective because he hung out with so many cops to train for that role. A different respect for them. And I, I agree with you. I think. We don't dig into all the facts sometimes. Sometimes we do, and we write. And, and sometimes cops, you know, they don't get the fair side of things sometimes. But, I mean, we all are trying to figure it out. And just because yeah. we on the public side see that the cop didn't get prosecuted, and we look at that and I think that's all we ever enough. ask for. That's all we and ever be wanting. We look at that as not enough. Well, there's a whole lot more that that officer went through that you have no idea about. But in comparison to somebody getting killed, though? I mean, I'm not trying to match it up. And I'm Sound not, like it. I'm not. I know. I'm just saying. Well, I'm not talking about an officer you know that go, that go through, just shoot somebody. They go through hell, too. We know that. I, I mean, you it's hard for them to go home. It's people looking for them. You don't know if people are trying to kill you as a cop. You don't know, you know if your family's safe. I mean, I'm sure it's some, well, no, it's some issues cops deal with. I'm not even talking about from that respect. I'm talking about, okay, the whole court issue the officer goes through. Uh the fact that now he's got to live with the fact that he has killed somebody. That's I don't I don't know if anybody I've never killed anybody. So thank I God I definitely can't speak on that. But but we all know the streets I tell us killing ain't easy. All thugs say all thugs who have killed they will say the first body is the hardest body. The first is the is the hardest. And it's not and that's what thugs say. And I think that they they become immune to it just like anything. You, you can. It, that's you what thugs so say too. They get like, you, you know, adjusted to it. Uh, our society has become like that. Mm-hmm. Child to the homies, man. I mean, it happens out here in these streets. But I mean, 
I mean, I guess I appreciate everybody coming in here to talk about um, depression. It's not an easy topic as for black people. A baby boomer in the room, millennials, you know what I'm saying? And black people talking about something that we don't talk about enough. And I hope the conversations keep going. They're happening on social media now. Even with men, I mean, Woozy, I love that you brought this up and you wanted to talk about it and you felt it. Um, that was dope to me. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess... Uh, I don't know before Laura kicks, kicks us out, but I think I just wanted to like quickly just touch on you know some of the things that we're gonna be doing you know as this might well I guess we could save for the next podcast but yeah next podcast yeah, will be the last last podcast with me and Woozy it'll be our wrap up for Ali Influence but um we ain't doing nothing this weekend I'm packing what you doing this weekend Woo? Nothing. My, I'm working my, my job number two and three. Uber Woo y'all he out here being Uber T Ubering around what you doing this weekend Ash? Oh, we're doing Poetry 365. It'll be my last Poetry Night with 365. That'll be oh. dope. Uh, I'm excited about it. My dad gets to come, so that's cool. I'll be doing that. What else you doing this weekend? I'll probably, my form of self-care right now is listening to Cranes by Solange. Such a great song. It is. It talks Solange about all the things Amazing. You do. All things we try to do, right? Yes. Sleep it away. Wish it away. Drink it away. Go dance it away. It go and travel it away. Travel it away. <laughs> all the things that we try to do. Um, so, um, no, yeah. That's a good song. That might be the intro song. Look at you. <laughs> I can't think of any other depression, like good depression song that went with the theme of depression, but... Creams might be it. Shout out to Shalange, though. Thank you for coming in, Ashley. We really appreciate you being a part of the podcast. I wanted you on for a minute. Got you on. Um, so that was cool. You know what I'm saying? We got the dog in here. You never told me, does that help you out with, with your anxiety? Yeah, she does. How, is <laughs> that, you'll you start playing or something? It gives you something else to focus on that's not you. and Because um, that's usually what you need. You need to step out of yourself and get out of your head. And it gives you something to care for and to focus on that's not you. And, I mean, they're happy. They, I mean, how many times do you look at a dog you're just like, man, I wish I could live in the moment like that dog. That dog ain't worried about nothing. I ain't never seen that many sad dogs. You ain't never seen a sad dog. I ain't never seen that many sad dogs. They don't know where the food is coming from, who's going to take care of them. They don't worry about it. No matter what you do, they still come back. They do. Y'all are silly. All right. Hey, listen. It's oddly influenced. We talked about depression today. If you deal with depression, if you feel like you don't have an outlet, I encourage you to find one. I encourage you to write. I encourage you to reach out to therapy. We didn't talk about therapy, but honestly, in our community, I've been to therapy twice, and it's one of the dopest things that I could do. I'm talking to people and strangers, not even just somebody who doesn't know you, and they can't really say, like, well, you know how your Uncle Pookie is. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Somebody who doesn't pick a side, and they can give you solid advice on how you should move. I encourage therapy for real. Go see a therapist. Go talk to somebody you're comfortable talking to, even if it's a friend. After I go and talk to a therapist, I feel like I went to a nail salon, okay? Basically, it's barbershop. Ain't in the barbershop nail salon. I walked out of there feeling like I've just won $1,000. Yeah, and, and then you get to reflect on what the therapist said and you get to evaluate that and it's a it's opportunity to grow and that's what we should be doing is we should be growing and um so i encourage that if you are dealing with it learn your triggers talk to people right you know self-care man that's what it's all about at the end of the day what you saying Woo? but yeah definitely i think their therapy is something i'm gonna look into look into that's dope like just try because i sometimes i just want to talk say whatever's on my mind and uh, just not be, judged. not be judged just yeah. have someone then have someone take it all in and then kind of suggest give me some some su- suggestions on how i can you know move forward, move forward with it you know because sometimes you know like i don't talk to everything like i and that's one way I, I think i can avoid bottling stuff up if i can just put it out there because granted i want i may want to you know talk about some things but sometimes i don't want to talk about everything um, you know, with with you know, with certain people like my parents, you, um, any other friends that that I know, or you know, some of my homeboys. Sometimes I just want to like, yeah. I need someone that's just like completely neutral or unbiased to the situation. They don't, they Therapy. don't know. Therapy. They don't know anyone that I'm. I may be talking about. You know, they just yeah. That's what I'm saying. Unbiased. Seek you know, therapy. They have programs out there that therapy is free. They have free programs. Well, I would, um, I would take a, a insurance like some the you if someone like just trying to be. Yeah, trying they to have insurance that covers like that. it. I mean, sometimes you have to pay for that. I know we cheat, but sometimes you gotta pay for this stuff. It's about your health. It's about yeah. your self care. So I encourage that. Slide scale. Like based on your income. Oh yeah, based. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope. I feel like I feel like that's what you need to find, man. No. The U and multiple places. Yeah, it's everywhere. They ought to. 
sure Man, we walked that daggone university. We ain't find nothing. We walked that university. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to find, you know, find some information. Like, I mean, students need training. So. Yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely be a test subject. They don't know, they you. Don't know me. <laughs> you so cheap. I can, right? I can see whatever about my, my mind. being so cheap. Yeah, yeah so. You're not too worried about being judged. Even if you are, you don't care because. Yeah. They don't know me. They're not, going, they're not following me on Snapchat okay. or on Twitter, so I don't got to worry about nothing. Might have to be finished, but. <laughs> 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 hey, listen, it's been lovely talking about this. One of our more so serious, con- you know, conversations that we had. I'm glad we could have it. And I'm glad we could have it with men in the room. Women in the room, black women and men, and um, encourage um, self love and health and everything like that. You know, if you need help, get help. Don't worry about what nobody's talking about. So, uh, it's your girl, Jay Renee. It's your boy, Woozy. Hey, it's Ali Influence, and we out. Close to Zajadena. <laughs>